space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode, Crisis on Luthlex 7. Starring Christopher Hastings as Threadcount 900. Tim Platt as Marvin Blonde. Taylor Moore as Backyard Pile. And Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. find ourselves in the office of Threadcount 900. The robot is seated behind his desk and is joined by one of his deputies, Backyard Pile. Strangely, a cat is also present. Vice Admiral Derek Bottle addresses the assembled crew. Well, gosh, boys, this has come as a bit of a shock to all of us, but we've recently received word from the famously secretive planet Luthlex 7. Now, as you may know... I've never heard of that. Oh, well, you, I guess as you may not know, these folks are famously standoffish to the greater galactic community, all right? They've been petitioned for membership by all the great galactic nations, the Corexians, the Spacebird Dectopia, and yes, the Concilium, but every single one has been rebuffed. They are, you see, they are far technologically superior to any of us. But they're just not interested in interacting with the rest of the cosmos. They kind of, I guess, see themselves as really superior. So you can imagine what a shock it was for us to hear from them. What was their message? Hello, this is Threadcount900 speaking. Played by Christopher Hastings. Hi, thanks so much for letting me into your ears. Threadcount900 is an android uh, that has like almost skin like gosh they're so close to cracking synthetic looking skin for this guy but they don't have it yet and it looks weird yeah let me just pull up that transmission right now the vice admiral's face remains on the view screen it is only an audio message please my name is turlo my colleagues they will not listen my planet will not listen i need help I would be willing to trade invaluable scientific secrets and many casks of the finest Luthlexian wines for your help. Please, someone, anyone out there. Ah, uh, I see now why you asked for Marvin Blonde's... Ah, uh, I see now why you asked for Marvin Blonde's help, spoke the cat. This is a ginger tabby with a little collar around his neck. Um, with And on the collar, there is a concilium symbol that acts as the speaker where a human voice comes out of. On top of his head is a plum top hat. Um, Marvin Blonde is this ship's event coordinator. And th Marvin Blonde is this ship's event coordinator. The Luth Lex vineyards are well known throughout the event throne community as the best and most delicious wines imaginable. I've always wanted to partner with them so that any event that I throw is known to be associated with the best things. It's like having Rolex sponsor your event. It's first class all the way. I'm sorry, who is speaking? Backyard Pile raises his hand to ask this question. Backyard Pile is a salt and pepper haired uh, human man in a uh, suit, a black suit with a white shirt and a blue tie, which he put on for this meeting. 
<laughs> I'm speaking. Me, Marvin Blonde, the ship's event coordinator. And I'm here to make sure that the wine is good and ready to be drunk by our wonderful crew. The man on the view screen was just speaking about wine. Yeah, that's why I called him to the meeting, backyard. You telling me you've never had an event coordinated on the Cavalier? Well, I enjoy social engagements, but no, I've, I've never been able to plan one. Well, shoot. You gotta use him. Marvin Blonde, Lieutenant Blonde, is one of the best event coordinators in the whole dang vanguard. There's just so much that can be said for taking all the pressures off of you and putting them onto a professional so you can just enjoy the event. I shouldn't, I, sh I shouldn't get involved. I shouldn't stick my neck out. I will confess that Marvin and I went to the, went to the academy together. Yes, we were yes. the same year. Yes, yes, yes. Old friends indeed. It's amazing how much work I just get from old associates. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it's true what they say. Connections are everything in this business. And, and Marvin, I want you to know Denise says hi. Oh! Oh, tell them I say hello! How are they? Denise is great! Denise is great! She just got, she just got two, two extra robotic limbs attached. Marvin She's Blonde. been saving up for a long time for those. Marvin Blonde arches his back up high and makes a big yawn, exposing his long teeth. His tail fluffs up as he yawns, and then he rests back into neutral. That's wonderful. Congratulations to her. I'll tell her you said that. Thank you. Obviously, getting down there and making some inroads with the Luthlexians would be a huge win for the Vanguard. So I have a question about event planning. All right. Um, Marvin? Yes. Am I saying that right? Marvin Blonde. Marvin, do you have a lower limit of the kind of event you'd be willing to plan? Short answer, no. Long answer, I'll be sure to tell you if the event that you need requires my assistance. Because sometimes people just need a little help, and consultation is all they need rather than a full a full on-site event planner. What kind of event are you considering? Because I'm the kind of guy who, who can't say no to a salad bar. Sorry, say again? I'm the kind of guy, I love salad bars. Can't so get enough of them. Hard to get up here. If you could maybe put together a salad bar for me. Hey, that's fantastic. I can definitely get on that. I think what you'd prefer to do is check in with the cook's chefs. That way, there can be a salad bar at the appropriate dining times. If you want to create an event where, that, where a salad bar is available, that's also something we can talk about. But if that's all you need, I would recommend not shelling out all the cash you'd need for my fee. Yeah, Major Pyle, Major Pyle, sorry. Are you, are you requesting a salad bar for one? I think I'm more requesting if such a thing is even possible, but it sounds like it is. And you're right, Marvin. I can tell. It's different working with a professional. You're darn right. To make your dreams come true, sometimes you just need someone to tell you those dreams are already here. Um, Mar uh, Marvin Blonde jumps upon uh, Backyard Pile's lap. He does a few circles, around, uh, a few circles around his knee and, and lap. And then sort of sits to, to sort of sits down, forcing his way into a comfortable position. Oh, hey, uh, hey there, little fella. <laughs> his tail wags at your side. <laughs> I wish I could do that. That's how Marvin lets you know he likes you. Yeah. Oh. But also, you make a good point. Having a tail is amazing. I love my life. Very well. With the cat in the lap, I believe we've answered all questions about salad balls, event planning, and we may answer this desperate man's Desperate, so desperate call for help. Are salad bars part of the mission? I doubt it. Oh. Salad bars, backyard pal, you may think of as more of a recreational activity. We are currently on duty. <laughs> and yet every time I eat at one, people say, well, you're really working that salad bar. <laughs> you know what I like? I like when a salad bar has all those hard-boiled eggs. Ooh, I don't mind yeah, an egg yeah, yeah, in a salad yeah. bar. I'll just do a bowl just of the eggs. I'll have like six or seven of those. And That's boy, fine. I'll be set for lunch. That's the beauty of a salad bar. A man may be dying. Who, me? No, Turlo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should probably check that out. We're contacting you because you're the only ship in Corexian space and you're closest. So, uh, good luck. Thank you so much. Now, of course, you'll have to you'll have to realize that because 
the planet of Luthlex Seven is so hostile to outsiders, you want to go undercover. Naturally. You know, you wanna you wanna disguise yourselves. You wanna try blend in. Do you have a suggestion for a disguise? I am afraid that I do not contain the designs of the Luthlex people in my data banks, and do not know how to pretend to be an advanced species. Well, you it sounds like you better refresh your data bunks, my friend. Uh, I'd say they look more or less like humans, but uh, everyone has white hair, brilliant white hair, and y'all wear like uh, like white jumpsuits that are kind of glowing. White hair and white jumpsuits. Eminently feasible. Marvin jumps off Backyard Pal's lap and walks as close as he can to the screen. He looks up and says, are you telling me I need to leave my hat behind? Well, they have cats. But do the cats wear hats? Will it, will it, will my top hat sell us off as something unusual? If you make it a white top hat that's kind of glowy, I think it'll be probably okay. No, my hat is plum. I wear a plum hat. Marvin Cat rushes out of the room. Marvin, Marvin! Hey, Marvin, come back here! He comes back without a hat. No one knows where he's hidden his plum top hat. Marvin, are, are you mad at me? He doesn't. He doesn't respond. He just sort of walks around. Uh, he walks to thread count, thread count nine hundred, and sort of walks, uh, brushing his body against his legs. Hello, Marvin. Do you wish to be picked up, or do you wish to simply be acknowledged, or something else? Acknowledged, please. Hello, Marvin. Hello, thread count. Very well. Marvin, is this like the time I didn't tell you I was I was applying to study abroad, and I came home and you had ripped up my pillow? Friends should let them know if they're going to have a whole semester not seeing each other. It's just rude. I wanted to go to Madrid. That's fine. I'm happy for you. But I wanted to know my friend was going to be hanging out next semester when I was planning on throwing my birthday party. <laughs> We've been through this. I, would, I didn't want to tell anyone until I got accepted, and I didn't know if I was going to get accepted. Why won't you let your friends console you as well as we celebrate you? Friends are here for both. I guess I felt insecure about it. I was afraid of failing. So you two know each other. Backyard pile. While this conversation has been happening, I have checked into the command console and sent an AOL instant message to the bridge requesting that they take us to Luthlex 7. <laughs> Back on the bridge, Pilot Legs Loveless receives an AOL instant message and changes course. In fact, all of the communication systems on the Cavalier are brought to you by America Online. Update the wiki. <laughs> The power of world building. <laughs> Chris just says shit, and then it's true. Or I cut it. We'll find out. Anyway, and that's true for anyone. It's it's a it's a privilege. It's a duty. It's an honor. It's a curse. Marvin, I'm sorry about your hat. This is for a top secret mission. I, this is I, this is a personal request. I think you'll be great as a spy. It's fine. I'm happy to do what I need to do, especially get some of this world-class Zinfandel. It just would have been nice to know. I, that's why I told. That's why I told you. It would have been nice to know beforehand. It, what? Uh, this was the briefing for the mission. How? What? What do you expect? You're okay. putting. You're putting I know a what, too I know high what you're bar. Say. You're, you're raising a, an extremely high bar for the kind of communication you expect from other people. This is you, the meeting where I tell you about the thing. That's where you learned about the thing. Why don't you just say it? Say what you mean. You think I'm fickle. You've always thought I was fickle and hard to please. Well, guess what, pal? That fickleness is what helps me throw incredible events. Come on, guys. Let's you, go. No. Let's go get you, some wine. You know what this is about? You know what this is about? What? You have always had a short fuse with me ever since I started dating Denise. <laughs> Excuse me? While you were all having this conversation, I took the liberty of heading to the ship's drama department and going to the theater's head costumer to come back here in outfits all of us with custom-made white wigs. All of us? Even... me? Marvin, that is the mission. Uh, Marvin, uh... Goes up on his two legs and puts his four four hands on um, on thread count's uh, thighs and starts starts padding. Sort of then he starts uh he starts padding effectually and purring, but then that slowly turns into sort of clog and using the uh the legs as a scratching post. Yes, of course. Please take advantage of the rich texture of my pants. Thank you, thread count. You are welcome, Marvin. All right, I'm going to go, y'all. I have lots of other secret missions to assign to lots of other ships in the fleet, so uh, good luck. 
uh, bring one home for us. Marvin, I love you. You're one of my best friends, and I hope we can, uh, you know, I hope we can see past these differences we've had. I'm over it. I love you too. You're one of my best friends. All right, take care now, y'all. And the view screen clicks off. I don't think we were supposed to get in a fight with him. Yes, allow me to introduce the head costumer of the ship's drama department and theater, Gucci Manuel Miranda. I've got three white wigs for all of you all. I, I borrowed them from my son. Thank you, Gucci, and thanks to your son. Haha, <laughs> no problem. Here you go, everyone. Just remember to, to always bring them back as you found them. No messing up, no dirt. We're going to have to clean it and you will be charged for the cleanliness. Gucci Manuel Miranda, we don't have currency. Well, how about this? If you don't get them back to me clean in one piece, then you have to be tech crew for my next production. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a thing? Agreed. And agreed here, too. I'm a big fan of yours, Gucci. Uh, I, I love your raps. My son! When you're doing a rap, do you write it down? Yes. Well, we start by just freestyling, and then we put that pen to paper and figure out what is needed to say. That's, that's amazing. Dear Theodosia, what to say to you? <laughs> There's a ping on your console thread count. You've arrived at Luthlex 7. Ah, <laughs> It appears that we've arrived and we have our wigs, and uh, I'm sure that we can hit up a replicator on the way to get those dazzling white duds. In the eye of the hurricane, You are no longer is... needed. Gucci, you are no longer needed here. Thank you. Thank My you for your son... service. Hey, I'll remember what you said about writing down your raps. Taking yourself seriously as a creator is all about putting pen to paper and making sure the thing can live on. We all get into our costumes and we phase down to the surface. The gleaming planet of Luflex 7 is a marvel of technology. Massive arcologies burst with greenery, including those beloved grapes, as jet bikes of every shape and size whiz through the artificial canyons. You find yourselves phasing into the Luflex 7 High Science Council building. There, a lone man in gleaming white robes stands before you. Who? Who are you? Hello, we're lost. Do. Where are you trying to go? This is a restricted complex. Of course, we are allowed here. How else would we be? We're looking for Turlo? I am Turlo. Ah, oh, excellent. I shall drop the ruse. We are from the Concilium, answering your request. <gasps> okay, I thought I was losing my mind there. So sorry, Backyard. Just dealing with a little bit of espionage. By the green sun you've come. What? Green sun? Um. For the first time, you look in the sky and notice that the sun of Luthex 7 is green. Whoa. Whoa. Why uh, did you sign up for service in the Vanguard if you didn't get to see other planets? I owed the Vanguard one more tour of duty, and they said I wasn't allowed to be a tier one operator on the Sigma Force anymore. The Sigma Force? It's uh, the Vanguard's premier fighting force. But I was uh, part of the, the the patchwork berets, the Jester Max division. Your soldiers? I thought they'd send scientists or perhaps a poet. The cat is a scientist. And I am a robot, which is darn close to a scientist. <laughs> and if I may, I do believe in a bit of poetry in the world. And sometimes I think all you need to be a poet is to like poems. What? Turlo kneels down. Your cat, you, you speak. You speak like a man. No, I speak like a cat. Though <gasps> I do use the language of man to communicate my thoughts. Even we here on Luthlex 7 don't have this technology. Yes, well, this technology is, let's just say, rare. And let's just say, deliberately so. Haha. <laughs> but enough about my tortured backstory. Do you have wine? You promised a bunch of Zinfandel, I believe. I'm sorry. You just promised wine, but my brain jumped to Zinfandel, because I know of how wonderful your culture Zinfandel is. I was hoping we could try some and maybe work out a sponsorship? I don't I don't know about a sponsorship, necessarily, but I, I could gift you with, with a great many casks of wine if, if you could only help save my planet. 
save your planet? What in danger of what? Of the sky being mistaken for a nugget of weed? <laughs> well, the sun's green. That can't be normal. No, here, here the green sun is quite normal. It's all we've ever known. No, it's not the sun that's the problem. It's the planet. Planet's green? No, no, it's that. Okay. The, our people, my people have become gripped by hubris, you see. They have decided that we are the apex of evolution and have failed to see all of the many warning signs around us. The molten core of our planet has grown dangerously unstable. But the council, the science council, refuses to heed my warnings. Perhaps, perhaps as outsiders, they would listen to a different perspective. There is a meeting of the council shortly. If you could be there, if you could use perhaps your ship's scientific capabilities to provide a different perspective, to, to provide an outsider's view, perhaps they could be persuaded as my, my warnings have fallen on deaf ears. Thank you for that information, Turlo. I have a question. Yes? Why is it that your people do not trust your readings, and they might accept the readings of our ship? I think they're too afraid. They're too afraid of what my readings foretell. Of course, it's hard to change. People don't like to do it. Very well. We shall speak to your council and give them another perspective. Have you considered using a compliment sandwich? Now that's interesting. You start off with a compliment, and then you deliver the criticism, and then you also end on the compliment. It opens people up, and a lot of times people will only remember the last way that you made them feel. For example, you walk into a venue and you go, Oh my goodness, look at the beautiful light you get in this place. Uh, well, it looks like the floors are sticky. That'll be a problem. Though I but do now, th- uh, Marvin, now you want to finish that up, close it with another compliment. Exactly. Oh my goodness, two different sets of bathrooms, one upstairs and downstairs? Now that's a blessing for the guests. In the meantime, Threat Count 900 has transmitted an AOL instant message up to the ship requesting for a deep scan of the planet's core. Threat Count sends, this th- sends that through, but uh, gets an away message from Pilot Legs Loveless. What oh, is no. That, what does that away message say? Did that catch me on the flippity flop? And we see over the, over the monitor that he's doing tricep dips on the captain's chair on the bridge. Um, like, is, is there any, like... um? A quote of, let's say, a song under under that? Yeah, it says, quote, away from my tablet and dreaming, I take these chances. End quote. Before you meet with the council, I must warn you. We do not take kindly to outsiders. It will, You will be met with hostility. Well, then, should we perhaps keep on our perfect wigs and pretend to be... Someone who has spent some time away from the planet for some time, or how do we thread the needle? Perhaps it would be best to keep up the ruse, so to speak. Uh, thread count, make a feelings roll and see uh, see what you think is the best course of action. All right, so thread count score is a four. I rolled a two. I failed. Yeah, perhaps just go ahead and reveal yourselves as the crew of your Vanguard ship. Throw Throw your wigs down. Reveal yourselves in front of the whole audience. You've gone to great lengths. I mean, I'm surprised you even knew that our cats have perfectly quaffed hairstyles. Make a big show of it is what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. A big reveal. Walk into the council chambers as your own people. Make a big reveal saying you are all fools. And then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stun them with scientific truth that they must obey. I see no reason why that would fail. Yes, that will be that will be an event to remember, I'm sure. As Marvin considers this, he doesn't have much time to really unpack it because the earth beneath you rattles and shakes. The the science council has been gripped by a massive earthquake. Quick, everyone, make a lasers roll. Okay, I got a six, so third count succeeds. He has major backyard pile boarding for duty. You succeeded. Yes. <laughs> okay. As the, as the earthquake grips you all, or as the Luthlex quake grips you all, Backyard Pile and Thread Count use their security training and deftly dodge out of the way of some falling debris. Marvin, though, not so lucky. A giant, uh, a giant scientific instrument of design and purpose you don't understand crashes over your head, uh, shattering glass and, and, and metal pieces, trapping you, pinning you to the floor. 
also pinned is Turlo, but it's a little worse because he's been impaled by one of the instrument's arms. Help me, help me, please, somebody help me. Ouchie, ouchie. <laughs> you there, cat. Yes? You must... I, I I I don't think I'm going to survive this, but but please, you must get you must get a message to my wife. Your wife? You must you must tell her, no matter what, if if they won't listen, launch the rocket. Wow, I know you're about to die, but there's a story on Earth that you'd love to know about right now. The way it mirrors and mimics a circumstance as well, it's it's cuckoo bananas. But I will tell your wife that. Marvin, yes? let's not waste his time telling him about Moana. <laughs> Fire close, look out. And uh, Major Backyard Pile, as soon as the earthquake happened, you turn around and he's got a giant fucking rifle. And he aims it at the rubble, uh, the, the the arm of the machine that has pinned Turlo and the rubble that has pinned Marvin and begins to shoot the rubble away. How close are these bullets hitting to Marvin and Turlo? They're not bullets. <laughs> you fucking idiot. All right, dude, what are they? Uh, oh, suddenly, suddenly you're at a loss for words. It's a vaser, right? Uh, it's, yeah, it's a vaser. Oh, it's a vaser. Oh, okay. So how Vaser close rifle. How close you know these- how when things got bad, they got the rifle vasers that were no mm-hmm. demonstrably different than the handheld vasers? Yeah. This is that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Still had the same, like, kill settings. Uh, how close are these vaser blasts hitting? I'm standing right over them. There's no way I can miss, Joe. Okay, let's let's make two lasers rolls. That's a success. And that is a failure. <laughs> Okay, so what are you? What exactly are you trying to do with these laser blasts? You're trying to vaporize the. Cover your eyes, gentlemen. I'm gonna shoot the rubble away. With marksman-like precision, backyard pile is able to shoot away much of the debris, clearing space for Marvin to escape. However, as backyard pile is firing that last shot, a bird caws in the distance, and he misses, hitting Turlo in the chest. Some gave all. Let's go. Released from the debris, Marvin runs back and forth in a, in a crazed manner. He finally stops, he looks around, runs back and forth again. He then walks up and starts smelling Turlo's, Turlo's dead body and starts uh, uh, patting at his, uh, at his head. We have to speak to his wife. There's a rocket that needs to be shot into space. Curiouser and curiouser. Backyard pile, I am going to have to issue you a yellow card for killing the person who asked for help. I don't know what to say, Threadcount. I'm, I disagree with your decision, but I have to respect your right to make it, sir. Thank you. I'll give you a tip along with it. A cash tip? No, uh, an offer of suggestions so that you may improve here on the workforce. Oh, of course. Not every problem is a nail, and not every solution is a hammer. Try a shovel next time, friend. As you're having this conversation, another Luthlexian runs in the room. He's tall and broad-shouldered and has really, really big hair. He runs towards you. Is everyone all right? No. One of us has died. (gasps) He sees the lifeless body of Turlow. Oh my. Never thought anything would take down the old man. It is tragic. He warned us about problems on our planet's interior and was taken down by them before he could solve it. Oh, so you've heard. I have to admit it's probably for the best he's gone with all his crazy ravings. They were causing a lot of terror among the people. You don't think that this Luthquake is evidence that he was correct? (laughs) Far from it. Luthquakes have been going on as far as history is recorded. No, this is all typical. It's fine. He's just, he's just a pessimist. But you have to admit, they've increased rapidly. A destructive amount. We can't just pretend like it's not happening. Something's afoot. We've met every challenge we've ever been presented with. I don't see why we wouldn't rise to the occasion this time. Well then, exactly. We should try to rise to the occasion by acknowledging the occasion. There is a problem in the core. 
why don't we gather every single person here and talk about it? Oh, and you think you think you're welcome at the Science Council? You three, who even are you? We were guests of this fella here, and before the Lord called him home, he invited us to speak in front of the Science Council. And what are your names? My name is Einstein Bebbages, a famous scientist I'm sure you've heard of. And my name is Jonathan Franzen, a genius... <laughs> <laughs> A, a, a genius understander of the human condition and understander of story. I also love birds. My name is uh, Moana Beekman's World. <laughs> Thread count and backyard. I need the two of you to make feelings rolls to see if you can persuade this man of your identities. No. No, I failed. Wait, I didn't roll. You didn't need to roll, Tim. Because that was so good. Wow, Jonathan Franzen apparently pretty convincing. No, remember the part about um, that they didn't have this technology for cats to talk on the planet? Yeah, no, that's that's consistent world. All right, okay. I've never seen a speaking cat before, and you two don't even sound like you're from this planet. Of course we are. The sun's always been this color, and it's normal. What nice. would it take for me to sound like I'm from your planet? Probably do something about your your sickly complexion to start. Very well. I can. Are you sick? No, I am a robot. Busted. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. And he pulls out what you can only imagine is some kind of gun. Your gun does not threaten me. My consciousness is uploaded on several servers elsewhere. Backyard Pile trains his Vaser rifle on the newcomer. Now look here, son. You're looking at the record holder for most combat Vaser stuns on unarmed targets. But in your case... I might make an exception. Let's all talk reasonable here. No need for things to get violent. You think that pitiful primitive weapon can threaten me? Yes, and I shoot him in the face. <laughs> make a laser's roll. Success. Oh, I got my number. Oh, really? baby. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, uh, ask me. Ask me a question, backyard. If we don't hide the body, will there be problems? Yes. We should hide the body. Yeah, I should. I should say that the vaser blast straight to the head has its effect. <laughs> and oh, this cool. dude falls down dead. I must say, we're doing a terrible job of rescuing these people from their dooms. If you want to make an omelet, you gotta break some eggs. That's what they teach you in Sigma Force. And it's a lesson I take with me everywhere, every day, and everywhere I go in life. If one person has to die so that billions can live far away from this horrible green sun. That's the choice we've got to make. Very they well. call it the Dolly problem. <laughs> well, we've broken two eggs now. I would love not to ruin the crate. What? We've killed two people, and now we should endeavor to save the rest of them? Oh, I don't think I was clear. The population of the planet is so much larger than just two. It's almost as if these individual lives don't matter. Yes, of course, but uh, Turlo, one of the deadmen, uh, expressed to us that there is a problem that will destroy the entire planet. I think we should address it. Of course. I think that's the only way we can honor the Lord calling these two men home. Mm-hmm. Well then, let's hide their bodies so that no suspicious other... Ruthlexians show up and have to be murdered. I'm happy to take on that task. And uh, Backyard shoots holes in the debris. Great, this time you succeed with flying colors. Wow, two perfect holes for these bodies. I also printed out directions before we left. Directions to what or where? Just like notable landmarks here in the capital city. Oh, that's very helpful, thank you. Of course. Thread count picks up the body of the guy who just got shot in the face and uh, whirls around in a 360 and throws him perfectly into the hole that Backyard made like he was uh, throwing a shot put into um, uh, <laughs> into a, a golf ball hole. You successfully bury those bodies. Excellent. Now... Let's take a look at that map. We cut 
to the meeting chamber of the Luthlexian High Science Council. The room appears as a giant purple geode with crystalline surfaces and and chairs wrapped around in a sort of amphitheater-like shape. You see dozens of, of Luthlexian scientists arguing back and forth across the large chamber. They all pause, though, when three strangers enter the room. These poor people, they have to have meetings in rocks. What, what, are you, what are you saying? This is beautiful. This is a work of art. It took centuries to grow from crystal. You grow rocks here? Anyone can grow a crystal. Yes, yes, some of the other scientists. Yes, of course, we all grow crystals. Yes, crystals. Backyard pile leans over to Threadcount and Marvin. Well, I'd love to see their faces if they saw an ear of corn. <laughs> I just I can't. <laughs> Taylor, it's like it's like you you sent like a line of code that like obliterates my entire operating system with that line. I don't know how to react to that. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's stupid. It's very it's like putting a, it's like putting a slice of bologna in a DVD player. It's not meant to work. <laughs> it's very funny. I'm very clear, but it's just like as an improviser, it's like, well, F- e- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I imagine they would be very surprised. Another scientist pipes up. In ear of what? Corn. Imagine rocks. Uh huh. But you can eat them. Mm, no, I'm not no. talking about rock candy, friend. Ooh, that was where my mind first went. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. No, in the same way that your people grow big rocks to have meetings in, out of what I'm assuming you call the ground. On my planet, we grow food to eat, uh, delicious food that you can mash up or just slice off in sheets. And it's fine cold the next day, or you can take the sweet part out and uh, make candy with it. Do you have candy here? The air in the room has changed. The air has changed in here. Is that intentional? People have people are giving each other sideways glances and and look concerned. They glance sideways here. We should adapt. What planet are you from? Me? I'm from Earth. What about you, Fred Cal? We never what? talk about your Earth, life. Earth, Earth. How did you enter this chamber? What business do you have here? What? Do, what is the meaning of this? I want to know. Or if they get in here, kill them all. People are mad. Uh, guys, help me out. I'm not really good at events. Calm down, everyone. Calm down. Rest. Breathe in. Breathe out. I'll you, never listen to a cat. You've never even listened to yourself. Tim, make a feelings roll. Laser feelings. <gasps> wow. Okay. Do you want to ask me a question? Yeah. Um. What specifically will get these people to take us seriously? And I'm saying specifically, so I'm not. So I'm not asking for like a a good argument or something. I'm I'm looking for like a direction. Ooh. Yeah. Tim came to play. Tim, I think follow this line of questioning. I think we know this is going to work since you got laser feelings. Okay. Ooh, so I think okay. I think okay. have them turn inward a little. You've never even listened to yourself. <gasps> what? Look at all of you just agree agreeing that you're good when you don't even believe it. I never had time to I never had time to listen to myself. I was too busy trying to gain scientific power. Yeah. And what happens to people with power? It corrupts. You know that. I'm sure you tell stories of pompous pompous aliens from different planets thinking they have power but being nothing compared to you. Well, who do you think well, of you of course. Are? Other aliens are backwards and strange. And yet you're amazed that a cat can talk. Maybe you're the backwards one. It's as normal as day on planet Earth. He looks back and winks at his friends. It's not normal on Earth. This is a special little cat. He turns back to... Uh, wait, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, backyard leans over to thread count. That's a sly reference to the color of our respective suns. He's doing a terrific job. He's our Moana. <laughs> Marvin turns back to the council. He's got an eye roll from Tim. <laughs> Fuck yes. Ooh, baby. You 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 can exchange that. Yeah. <laughs> That's I can go to a build a bear workshop and turn that in. Yeah, yeah. Marvin Blonde starts pacing back and forth like a lawyer giving his closing arguments. 
If you simply say that everything outside of you is bad and everything inside of you is good, that's just a lie. There's no amazement. You don't even understand when my friend here talks about corn. You assume it's bad, but you can even think about popcorn, something incredible, and I like to eat that too. He turns back the, the other way. And just like you're all blinding yourself with pompous passion, you're not even realizing what's happening on the this very planet itself. The earthquakes. They're getting worse. They're getting worse. Are you ready to die just to feel good? No. It's hard to change. It's hard to be somebody new. But we all have to give ourselves the opportunity to grow. Like my friend, when he just wanted to spend a, a semester in Madrid. I let him grow. And I paid for that by getting into a fight with him a few moments ago. And it doesn't bother me anymore. I get over it. But now he, that's something he holds on to. He's not a cat like me, so he holds on to stuff a little bit differently. And it's by understanding and listening to others that I learned that. That I learned that about him. Am I making any sense to you all? Some of the assembled scientists appear swayed by Marvin's words. They seem to be taking him in and really listening. But one stands up and says, No, I... I won't be forced to look inward by a cat. No, I won't. And he pulls out a laser pointer. He shines it at the floor and sort of wiggles it around. Tim, can you make a laser's roll? It's got to be a laser's roll. Yeah. Nice feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. To say Marvin showed restraint would be a lie, and that's a sin I'm not ready to make today. Marvin rushes uh, rushes towards the laser pointer and starts diving at it, batting at it, batting at it, as his, as his, uh, his, his tail starts fluffing up and getting furrier and furrier. He jumps at the laser. He jumps at the laser, trying to get this thing. Thread count, Marvin is the only one that knows how to run events. What do we do? I've got my gun. We're simply going to have to try to persuade them. Excuse me! Members of the quorum. And Thread Count pulls the wig off of his head. <gasps> I am not a Luthlexian. I am a robot. An advanced android. A synthenoid human being. Designed to be one of the planet Earth. But designed with so much more. And I have to say, that's so much more has detected that your planet is ready to explode. You have been given warnings that you've ignored, and I am here to implore you not to. I have exterior scans... <laughs> lying, lying, lying... Let's say that the research of Turlo, a recently dead scientist, is correct. <gasps> recently dead? And a female scientist stands up. What do you mean? Turlo is my husband. Ah. What? I am Larlo. Given your emotional reaction, you must be Turlo's wife. Yes, I said he was my husband. Yes. What an emotional thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Turlo has advised that the one who identifies herself as wife Launch the rocket. I do not know what this means. But I deliver all the same. Launch the rocket. Then it's... Then it's too late. It's too late for Turlo. It's too late for me. It's too late for all of you. And she runs out of the chamber. Now that that's sorted, let's fix your planet. Who's got some ideas? Let's brainstorm. Really... Really, blue sky, this thing. No bad ideas. How do we... Blue sky, blue sky, our sky's green. Old oh, Earth Oh, you stepping in now, Thread Count. Old Earth say, how do we stop your planet from exploding? No bad ideas. No bad ideas. It would take the... It would take the complete and total... Uh, focus of uh, of the entire planet. It would require all of our resources. It would leave us completely bankrupt and and and, uh, and and exhausted. Your planet holds debts. Well, our internal economy would require. We would have to be totally oriented towards the st- the stabilization of the core. If such a thing were becoming unstable, we'd have to make cutbacks everywhere else. Now everything would go towards stabilizing the core. But. 
you'd be alive. It is either poverty or death, I am afraid. Perhaps, and another scientist stands up, perhaps we choose death. Very well. We would love to load up on as much of your wine as possible to keep your culture alive. As soon as you say that, um, another earth, Luthquake, shakes the chamber. I need everyone to make another lasers roll. Oh, my number again. Six. Backyard Pile does an expert combat roll to jump away from some falling chunks of geode. But a giant, a giant splinter of geode crashes off of the amphitheater and is falling towards Marvin Blonde. He's too distracted by the laser pointer to notice. But just in the last moment, Threadcount 900 leaps in front of it and and creates a, you know, uh, creates a, a, an overhang. A, a, it protects Marvin and, and holds up the geode with all of his strength. He's straining under this immense weight. Threadcount, hold the geode still. I am doing my best. I can tell that this pressure will collapse my body in five, four, three. Danger close. Two. And Backyard shoots a grenade at the geode to blow it to safety. Of course. (laughs) Backyard, make a laser's roll. I swear to God. I swear to God. That is a five again. That is the third laser. That is the, my third number in a row. He points the camera at the dice. <laughs> why Why do you suck up all Tim's luck today? Yeah. Wait. I, I love sucking up Tim's stuff, baby. Okay, pal. <laughs> all right. Ask me a question. <laughs> is there any way to make these people see reason? Or are we wasting our time convincing it's, them to save their own planet? It's too late. Okay. Okay. This is the big one. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is the big one. We got we're, to we're okay. Close. We're really this close. Earthqu- this earthquake is the final. This is the this is the day. Okay, got it. So your grenade expertly hits the geode and blows up, uh, shattering and saving uh, the the immense strain that thread count was under. But thread count and Marvin, I'm still going to need you to make lasers rolls yourselves and see if you can escape this grenade that backyard has launched at you. These are laser rolls. Yeah. Three. Threat count has passed. So pass. Just in the nick of time, as the geode blows up, thread count scoops Marvin up and you roll out of the way. Marvin uh, claw climbs up thread count's shirt and starts nuzzling the top of his head next to thread count's uh, synthetic chin. Thank you, Marvin. I am glad you are alive. Thank you, thread count. I'm glad you are you. Meanwhile, the the luth beneath you is lightly still trembling. It seems like this earthquake quite hasn't finished. Um, one of the scientists who survived, many around you have died, crushed by the falling bits of geode and the general tumult, looks up from the nearby salad bar station and says, <clears throat> What? You heard me. Y- y'all, y'all, when you play this game, you do two things that don't ha- that happen in... That, don't happen in Dungeons and Dragons. You never, you never do a perception check. You never like look around the room, and you never ask people's names. I feel that back major backyard pile would have seen the salad bar in the room when he entered the room. You feel that, and yet here we are. You never once asked, "Can I look around the room? Is there a salad bar in this room? Where might one get a salad? Do I smell hard-boiled eggs?" You never asked, Taylor, so we All have right, the receipts. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tell your little story. <laughs> These rumblings, they're not natural. No, that isn't, this isn't that, that insane theory about the unstable core. No, it's probably that rocket that Torla was building. It's probably the rocket that's causing all this problem. We should go arrest his wife and stop this rocket. And people begin to cheer and, and, and agree, and, and they all f- begin running out of the chamber. Uh, Thread Count turns to uh, Marvin, now perched on his shoulder, and uh, gives him a little scritch on the chin and says, Marvin, I believe we are going to need to phase out of here very soon, and I know that the wines of this planet are what you're in for. We should gather it up as much as you can and get out. These are a doomed people. Yeah, let's get this wine. 
one, you can plan the best party in the world, and if the guests suck, then the guests suck. And these guests, S-U-C-K-S, sucks. Let's get some wine. Backyard pile is frozen in time. Oh my god. <laughs> the dust settles around him. The green light of a strange alien sun coursing through the cracks in the geodome above. And he is a man looking at a salad bar. And he's thinking about the first time he went up to a salad bar. The first time he saw a little baby corn. What's that, Mommy? Mommy, is that tiny corn? It is. Little backyard. His mother talked just like him. <laughs> it is little tiny corn. We grow them here on Earth. And he's thought, that's so special, that's so unique. And now, on this planet, they grow rocks for meeting rooms? And yet, they also want a collection of a la carte items in the same location. And you can choose what you get on your plate. And it takes the pressure off. And you can go back if you get a clean plate later. Maybe these Luthlexians aren't as different from us as I first imagined. So what if their sun's green or if their scientists fight and kill each other in that room where we were earlier? So what if they want to shoot rocket ships off? We're the same. Backyard, enough of your philosophies. We have to get out of here. And if we do, I promise I will throw you a salad bar party on the house. That's what they said in the Sigma Force, in the Jester Max Division. Don't think, just act. Maybe now it's time for thinking. In the room before, after the first Luthquake, we were able to shoot the debris away from you, Marvin. And just now, I was able to shoot that geode pillar off a of you, Threadcap. If we could target the Cavalier's weapons to blow a strategic hole in the earth, a strategic hole in the crust of Leth, in the crust of Luthlex. Many people would die, but it's like you were saying, Thread Count, a small sacrifice to be paid for the larger gain. By sacrificing a small number of the planet, perhaps we could save the majority. Uh, Marvin has just come back with a whole case of with a whole case of wine. Very well. I believe uh, we can phase Marvin on board with his selection of wine and try backyard plan as well. We'll get a little bit of wine, and they're all going to die anyway. Give it a shot, I say. So you're both with me, enthusiastically. I've run the numbers. I hate them. They make sense. Marvin beams back to the bridge of the Cavalier. There he finds... Pilot Legs Loveless, fresh from some dips. Dr. Dewey is on the bridge eating shrimp out of a bowl. And oh my goodness, we finally figured out how to make Old Bay in the replicators. This is wonderful. 499500 Ha <laughs> ha, me too, for shrimps. Okay, you two maniacs. This wine is for special events only, so please put them somewhere where no one can get them except me. And Absolutely! Here's a special day! It's my day off! And he uh, bites through the glass of a bottle of wine and starts splashing it down his esophagus. Marvin's <laughs> eyes grow into black, black, his pupils grow into a black circles that take over his entire eye as he leaps at Dr. Dewey, claws exposed and teeth out and starts clawing at you, clawing at you, clawing at you. Sure. Uh, Dr. Dewey unsheathed his sword. (laughs) (laughs) And tries to swat this cat that he does not know uh, away from his neck. I'll roll. Yeah, make a a lasers roll. Uh, A two, that's a success. You swat that cat away. Get off of my face, cat. I'm trying to drink this wine. And Legs kicks the cat into the turbo lift and shuts the door. <laughs> hey, it's start date five o'clock somewhere, hey, Doc? It's five o'clock now in my mouth. Legs, as you're as this is happening, you get an AOL instant message from Thread Count 800. 
Oh, let's see. Uh, thread counts messaging. Maybe he's back on his way. He can bring some, uh, ooh, some fries with like mayonnaise as a dip. Are you into that? Just checking to see if the events planner Marvin Blonde made it up to the ship. Uh oh, I think that cat was Marvin, the events guy. Ah, he keeps texting me. I guess I gotta write back. Dear Thread Count, my old friend. Yes, the cat came up here and brought some wine, which we're now drinking on the bridge. Great. How are you? Thread Count sees that uh, Legs has responded and says, The planet is about to be exploded. We need to beam aboard and also perhaps strategically shoot the core? Um, uh, gonna need some coordinates to shoot a core, my friend. Uh, but hey, want a cyber? LOLOL. 24M space. Yes, I read the old text correctly. When cybering, you dictate your age, your gender, and your location? I don't know. I've never done it. L-O-L-O-L, L-M-A-O, lots of love. Legs. Yeah, before I shoot any uh, holes in the crust, you gotta tell me where the crust is the thinnest, my friend. If you can find a scientist or a bar that, a scientist's wife, that ought to do it. Ah, oh, I'm sorry to say that the scientist has died and his wife has run away. Better go chase it then. <laughs> Remember that joke? No. Fair. Okay, thank you. If Lex Loveless is to direct the ship's vases correctly to this planet to avoid its catastrophe, we must speak to a scientist or a scientist's wife. The scientist's wife has run off. We must pursue. Thread Count starts running, just pumping his arms and legs so fast they are like pistons. Uh, if you put a wheel in this thing, it'd be pretty fast. But also fast with legs. And he is making his way to track down the scientist's wife. Backyard is right behind him. Tell us wife, tell us wife, tell us wife, tell us wife. We see our two intrepid adventurers racing through the capital city of Luflex 7. There's falling debris, there's chaos in the streets. They weave through uh, they weave through these strange alien avenues, and finally they come upon a scenic yet humble outside of the city on the outskirts overhanging a cliff there is a great bit of smoke rising from beneath it though you enter and head down to the basement in fact the wine cellar here you find hundreds upon hundreds of barrels of finely aged vintages beautiful wonderful amazing wines of all sorts of varieties. If only Marvin were here, you think. But that's not all this wine cellar contains. For you see the cause of that smoke. It's why it's a rocket. A rocket, just enough room for one person. And you see, you see Larla placing a baby inside the rocket. The baby with uncharacteristically black hair is a girl? Examine your biases. Scientist wife. <gasps> Have you come here to stop me? Yes, a... you should not put a baby into a missile. I will remove the child now, and you will get over your hysteria. If she stays on this planet, she'll die. Don't you understand? This whole planet's going to blow up. It's done for. There's no time. It's not done for. There is time. And we can... Transport with our technology, your child and yourself, if you like, onto the bridge of our ship. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you know what? That, that, because I was assuming I was going to die too. We'll save both uh, of but you. Yeah, no, you I, seem... I would love that. I'd love that, actually. Yes, yes. Can we go to your ship? Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Forget, forget this. Forget this rocket. Forget it. We haven't even tested the thing. Take your baby out of that rocket. She takes the baby out of the rocket. Now that we all have the. Only two reasonable Luthlexians. I believe we must escape this doomed world. No people who appreciate a salad bar can be that doomed. Larla, tell us, as the wife of a scientist, you must know where on the planet is the crust the thinnest. I'm also a scientist. Oh, well, two for Tuesday, I guess. Uh, the, th the the thinnest crust, you said? Yes. 
The plan is to blow a hole in the planet and release the pressure. Killing millions. Saving billions. Well, if you must, the thinnest crust is in the northern continent. Nothing more specific than... Well, there are two continents. One in the south, one in the north. So like a lake or a mountain range? Maybe a big rock oh, you have a oh, party yes, in every yes, once in a I, while? I, I suppose, I suppose Lake Lexia. Right. Would be would be where the crust is at its at its paper thinnest. It often it's it's all you know. There are many hot springs from the from the thermal vents. It's a very warm lake. Hmm. Anyways, how about that? How about how about that teleport? Let's get let's get out of here, and then we can continue this conversation on a big spaceship. That would be wonderful to me. I think that's completely reasonable. Three adults and one baby. Two. Vase up, please. Well, hold on a second. There's somebody we should let know we're coming. Hey, Marvin. Hey, um, if you could see the deck, you would see that both um, Dr. Dewey and Legs Loveless have been tied up uh, with their legs and arms behind their back together as Marvin sits atop of them with his plum top hat and a glass of wine he is holding. Because guess what? He is one of those cats with a little thumb. He's, and, he, and, he's, and he's sipping it. Oh, he's, and he's not sipping it. He's smelling and lapping it up like one would in a saucer. Yes? You ever thrown a baby shower before? Yeah, I'm really good at it. I'm really good at all events. How about a welcome home party? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good at all events. What about a... Would you like me to vase you up? A funeral. We really need to go, and, a, and, and the loose beneath you begins to shake again. Well, we gotta have all three at once, Marvin. Can you swing it? Oh yeah, here we go. With his other paw, he uh, does. He expertly uh, teleports the crew back to the ship. They phase onto the bridge. Oh, I. Why is legs uh, incapacitated, Marvin? Hey, legs. Maybe you can answer that question. Who'd you try to fuck with? I tried to fuck with a cat. Marvin, we need legs to operate the wide beam vases, please. No, we don't. First thing they teach you in the Vanguard Sigma Force is how to kill a lot of people from space. Engage. Uh, make a lasers roll. Let's do it, baby. I am not kidding. Here we go. I'm not kidding. Well- a fucking five again. There it is. Wow. That's not a weird two. That's a backwards five. I see it. That's Unbelievable. Weird. Unbelievable. That laser threads the needle. It pierces Lake Lexia. And you see a massive, even from space you were able to see, a massive geyser erupt. It's huge. And yet, as it does, you see the planet slightly tilt on its axis, as if you set something right. We have returned the Pohunamu stone to Tefiti's heart. Jesus Christ. We've done it. You have. You've, you've saved Luthlexia. I can't thank you all enough. In fact, please, perhaps you could use your teleportation technology and, and enjoy all of the wine in my cellar. Please, it's all I can ask. And if you could return me back to the surface, I can raise my daughter on our native soil. It was a, f- it was a foolish idea. Where people belong. My, huh? Where people belong. I was worried. My husband was desperate to send her to some other planet. Earth, I believe. But I always worried what effect the radiation from that planet's yellow sun would have on our physiology. Now, we'll never have to know. I don't think you'd like it. Yeah, probably not. The Earth, if I may do a scan, I believe that the radiation from the Earth's yellow sun would give this little girl the proportionate speed and strength of a spider? What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese. 
Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. its speed and strength of a spider? <laughs> great. That's great. She'd be great at boomerangs. <laughs> <laughs> From the power of Earth's yellow sun, I am Mr. Boomerang.